Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Brew of a Kind. I'm Katie. And I'm Jordan. And today we're coming at you with some stories about trouble in paradise. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We don't envy (laughs) these people. Not at all. But just to give you a little bit of background on us, um, we've been best friends since we were about 12 years old, seventh grade, whatever time frame that is. Mm -hmm. Middle school. Yeah, you lose track after a while. (laughs) Um, So we each came into middle school with like our own best friends (laughs) from from elementary school and we just kind of traded up. Yep, (laughs) traded up. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) I mean, not that there was anything wrong with them, but I feel like we won. (laughs) Absolutely, we did, because I'd be willing to, I don't even know if they're friends anymore. I haven't talked to either one of them in, probably since high school. (laughs) Maybe not even then, like maybe middle school. Right, it might have been middle school, for real, for real. Yeah, so wherever they are in life, we wish you all the best. hope you all are doing well. Like, yeah, Yeah. wish you the best is a good way to (laughs) write it. Like, no ill will. We grew up together, but... Here we are. <laughs> yeah, you just vibe with who you vibe with. I mean, we're like of the same brain, so oh, yeah, it just it fits. It's that fire sign energy that we're there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I vibe with a fire sign. <laughs> my besties in Aries, and my soulmate is destined to be a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we forgot to talk about our brew of oh, the day. Yes, so today we are drinking International Delights iced coffee caramel macchiato. Mm-mm-mm. Not it's sponsored, but maybe one day. And with that, we're going to get into our stories for today. Yeah. I'm going to start out with a, am I the asshole? Am I the asshole for being in my underwear around my boyfriend's brother? Oh, God. I, 20 female, have been with my boyfriend for almost three months. I just started staying at his apartment recently for overnights. He's my first real boyfriend. I live at home with my family still, and we're very open. I walk around in a sh- a t-shirt and my underwear, but the majority of the time. And it's not an all-girls household. I have a dad and two brothers ages 17 and 14. I also did it growing up, and I also have an older brother. I guess it stopped... Eh. If guests stopped by unannounced <laughs> growing up, so be it. They'd see us in our bedwear. It's just the normal for me, and I guess I expected other people to do it. As you could probably imagine, I did this at my boyfriend's apartment when it was just the two of us, which he loved. Then, two days ago, his brother stopped by, and I came out of the shower in a t-shirt and cheeky underwear. But not too cheeky. It only exposed a little. When my boyfriend saw me, he immediately whispered to me to put on some pants, which I did. After his brother left, he was super pissed and asked if I was trying to seduce his brother or something. I told him I didn't mean anything by it, just that at home I walk around like this. And he said, well, not at his home, and not when we have a guest. He told me I looked like I was trying to strut it for his brother i apologized but he was super upset and went to sleep early which isn't like our normal sleepovers since i stay over so rarely it's been three days and he hasn't asked me to sleep over again am i the asshole okay there's a lot to unpack here so first of all like i find it interesting that she and this isn't this isn't to say like oh women have to cover up i mean Whatever you're comfortable with with your family, I guess, whatever. Mm -hmm. I do have a younger brother, and I would not have been comfortable walking around my house in my underwear Mm -hmm. in front of my little brother. He, however, 
never wore pants. <laughs> <laughs> he still doesn't. <laughs> He's a grown ass man. He still doesn't wear pants. Um, so he was always in his underwear. So it's like this weird dynamic of like, I think about the fact that she was comfortable enough to walk around her own house in front of her siblings and her underwear. Mm-hmm. And I guess depending on your family dynamic, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you are in someone else's family dynamic, you can't expect it to be that same comfort level. Mm-hmm. So I am going to go with asshole just because like you should probably communicate with your partner to find out what he's comfortable with before you just assume that it would be okay. But I think that the way he is acting is a little bit of overkill too. Yeah. It, it seems like a simple communication. So in my household, we're very much open like this. Like, yeah. I mean, not when I was growing up, but like for my family now, we are like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, even if we have guests come over, like we have clothes on, you know? <laughs> right. like, so like, I don't really think that this person's necessarily an asshole, but like the communication for sure yeah. needs to come out yeah. here. Like, I, I think like you said that the boyfriend in this situation is doing too much. Like he's doing the most. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like three days and he hasn't asked you to sleep over again and like went to bed angry and upset, went to sleep early. Like mm-hmm. that seems like a big overreaction, a lot of jealousy happening there. Yeah. And, like, and there's no trust there, obviously, either. I mean, I know no. they've only been together for three months, like it said in the post, but like, has this person given you a reason to not trust them at this point? I and mean, we don't know that, but. Right. I think. As somebody who's in the dating world and just thinking about, like, you know, my former brother-in-law and all of these things, like, I would have never been comfortable enough, especially at three months, Mm -hmm. like, walking around in front of your boyfriend or whoever in your underwear. That's perfectly fine. I mean, they're probably seeing so much more, but, Mm -hmm. but, like, walking around in front of your boyfriend's brother after three months in just underwear and a t-shirt mm, yeah maybe put some pants on but i, I just know. i don't really think like I, I on the thread they have deemed this person the asshole and i don't know if i agree with them being an asshole like they were yeah. just raised differently and there could have been some communication there of course about that but like if you're comfortable enough to do that, I mean, like, why is it different than, like, wearing a bathing suit? That's a very valid point. Like, she I would mean, show more if she was in a bikini. Right. And, like, she, right. And she said she's in, in like, kind of, like, modest cheekies. Yeah. So she, it's not like she's even in, like, a thong or something where you're seeing almost everything. I mean, I have been in front of other people in, like, bummies you know yeah yeah which are like sleep shorts and like booty shorts essentially (laughs) yeah and i feel like i'm covered enough so maybe i'm just relating too much to this person right i i I really think this is a comfort level thing like clearly in her family dynamic they're comfortable enough with Mm -hmm. that and that's what she grew up with so like she's comfortable in her own skin and everything and we really do tend to over-sexualize women's bodies. So, you know, we don't look at a guy in his boxers and think that's inherently, like, seductive. 
Right, but like suddenly a but, woman who's in cheeky underwear and a t-shirt, oh, she's definitely trying to seduce somebody. Right, like if the brother was walking what? around with his shirt off, would we be saying that he's trying to seduce her? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think this is a big like influenced by societal standards of women and their bodies and, and this idea that women need to cover up. But mm-hmm. I I don't... Maybe asshole is too strong of a word. I really think that this is a communication issue. I agree. I think that the boyfriend, honestly, is overreacting. Like, they could have talked about it and he'd been like, okay, like, I would be more comfortable if you had some pants on when guests are here. And right. that could have been it. Right. It didn't have to be a... And they're young. I mean, Yeah, 20. like 20. Like... <laughs> They're still babies. I mean, when I was 20, look at who I was dating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The dynamic back then was so different. (laughs) I don't miss those (laughs) Honestly, honestly, for real. All right. Well, do we want to scroll down and see some comments here? So we're seeing asshole is the official judgment on the post. And this is coming from the r slash am i the asshole subreddit by the way um just to give credit where credit is due and they said people you are unfamiliar with don't need to see you in your underwear i really like this is like such a thing about society because like we see how like people post on like instagram and like when people go to the beach or they got to the club or you know whatever Mm -hmm. And that's okay. But if someone's just uncomfortable in their home like that. Yeah. It's just, I guess the question I want to pose is what is the boundary that is created there of what's acceptable and what is not as far as showing skin? Mm -hmm. Would it have been any different if she was wearing something like bummies and a Mm t-shirt and like, or what if she's in, like, one of those, like, micro mini skirts? It's still considered bottoms. I mean, I've literally seen shorts where girls' butt cheeks are hanging out of the bottom of them. And how is that any different from exactly. these underwear? I mean, I don't know. And so I guess that leads to the question of what's appropriate and what's what's the line? And I guess because it's underwear, it's intimate as, deem, you know, lingerie that that's what deems it inappropriate. I don't know. But then in that same respect, it's just not the same standard that we hold men to. No, it's not. And it and then it gets into like, I go to the gym pretty regularly and there are a lot of women that wear just their sports bra as their top. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so if she was wearing a sports bra, a sp- <laughs> sports bra and shorts, would that have been acceptable? Right. Or would that have been trying to seduce him? Or is that okay because she's working out? Like, that's just, there's too many. I'm working out. I wear my sports bra just doing stuff around the house all the time. I mean, you've been in your sports bra with my husband here, and it doesn't. Not that he's complaining. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Derek. (laughs) But, like, I just don't see it as, like, a sexual thing. No, no. And that was, like, and if... And to be honest, if you walked out here in, like, an oversized t-shirt in your underwear I with my husband here, I wouldn't think anything of it, to be honest. No. Like, I know you're not trying to seduce my husband, and, like, I trust you. I trust my husband. Like, right. And I think there, 
too. Like, if you set a clear boundary with me saying, hey, I'm not comfortable with that, Mm -hmm. I would 100% respect that. And I think that's all he needed to do here. Exactly. Set a clear boundary and just have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And it would have skipped an entire night of sulking around whining. And she complied with what he did. She she put pants on when he asked. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. So it sounds like we're kind of in, dis- in disagreement with people, but that's okay. A few more comments here. I agree. It's odd to walk around in your underwear around strangers. I would have been mortified and headed straight to the bedroom to change. Look You're the asshole. This comment. When I was about 13, my dad started getting uncomfortable with me being in a t-shirt and underwear, watching TV before bed, and Ew. told me I had to wear pants. That was my social clue. So, yeah, now it's something I would never do around men I'm not sleeping with. That disgusts me because that means your dad is sexualizing you. Yeah. That's gross. Oh. I would not have ever posted that on the internet. <laughs> like. You might want to rethink letting yeah. people know about that, honey, because it doesn't make your dad look great. No. <laughs> I mean, coming from someone with, like, a really crappy dad, like. Right. But even then, my dad, like, he didn't sexualize my body, you know? Yeah. Like. My dad would have never. I, I mean, no. growing up, I do remember <laughs> at one point when I was younger, I did sleep in, like, an oversized t-shirt and underwear most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I mean, my, like I said, my brother never wore pants. Like, he was always in his tidy white. <laughs> I mean, I remember that. He, even when I was around yeah, growing up, my friends were always around. like that. It was just how it was. So we have this double standard for boys and girls, men and women. And I don't necessarily think that's fair. No, I don't either. So not the asshole could have been handled differently on both ends. I agree. Let's yeah, we'll we'll just we're gonna disagree with the overall. Yeah, here. we're gonna disagree with the thread. <laughs> well, moving right along. Let's get to our next story. Oh, and this one seems like it's going to be a little bit relatable for me. Um, We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't read this yet, so I'm going to blind react with you. This is also coming from the r slash am I the asshole subreddit. And it is titled, am I the asshole for telling my wife I hate her new job? (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is already giving me some feelings, but let's let's just read it. <clears throat> My wife, 37 female, and I, 38 male, have been married for 12 years and have three kids, 10, 8, and 6. During the pandemic, my wife's job allowed her to switch to 100% work from home. They never required her to go back to the office because her productivity actually increased, so there was no need. That's awesome. That's great. Like <laughs> It made things easier for us, too. I dropped the kids off at school and daycare in the morning, and she picked them up in the afternoon. She was able to keep up with a few things around the house during the day. We saved on gas and car maintenance, etc., A few months ago, she was contacted by a recruiter about a job. It would be a nice step up in her career path as well as a boost in pay. But there were drawbacks. The company had no work from home policy and would require her work in the office. 
This apparently was non-negotiable. It would also be a 45-minute commute for her. We talked it over a lot, and I expressed my concerns about how this would impact our daily lives. I told her that I don't necessarily think that the bump in pay is worth the major changes to our daily lives, not to mention the stress that a long commute can have on people, and that could impact their mood and how they interact at home. Those are fair points. Mm -hmm. She assured me that everything would be fine and that we would adjust as a family, and soon the new routine would just become our new normal. I told her that I would never tell her not to take the job, but I just don't know if it's worth the changes that it is going to bring. Ultimately, the decision was hers, and she accepted the new job. She's been there for about 10 weeks now. To say it has been an adjustment is an understatement. She wakes up and leaves before the kids even get up. She'll help get a few things ready for them before she goes, but the entire morning kid routine is on me. I also do both drop-off and pick-up for all the kids, too. Evenings have been a huge mess because I get home and I try to get the kids distracted while I start dinner. When my wife gets home, she's usually stressed from the drive. Her commute has turned into over an hour due to construction and traffic and takes 15 minutes for her to calm down before eating alone. Then, after dinner, she's going to bed earlier because she has to wake up earlier. I told her that I feel this new job has put an unfair amount of household and childcare duties on me and that she is being far less present in our lives when she's home. She told me that we need to just give it more time to adjust and things will get easier. I told her that 10 weeks is a pretty good adjustment period and I hate it so far. She told me I'm being an unsupportive jerk and I need to give it more time. Edit. I just don't have the emotional bandwidth right now to deal with a huge amount of sexist BS I'm getting here. Those kinds of responses are why men don't open up when they feel exactly like I do right now and just bottle this up. I have to get ready to go pick up my kids. They're getting happy meals tonight because fuck it. I feel that that's a whole mood. (laughs) All right. What are your thoughts on this guy? This is rough because like... You know, my husband is in talks for a new job right now, and it would be a longer commute, different hours, and it would definitely impact our family life, but it would be a significant bump in pay. And ultimately, we're going to go forth with it, right? Because, you know, the economy. Right. <laughs> but um, I, I, I feel like he's not the asshole here, honestly. Like... A lot is on him, and when you're in a marriage, you are partners. There's equal responsibility. You both are part of the household. You're both taking care of the kids. You know, this is both of you, and I completely understand her wanting her career and wanting to move up in her career, Mm -hmm. and I just – but that's really a lot to put on him, too. Yeah. But I would say the same thing about him if the tables were reversed. I really think you need to be equal in those things. Yeah. Like you both made that decision to, you know, get married and have kids and have a household. And it's kind of unfair to put that all on one person. Right. I think that this is another communication thing. I don't think that I relate to this in the way that I thought I would. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, 
I, I understand where OP is coming from, where, you know, he is trying to get his wife to see his point of view and the effects that this has on everyone. And it, it, it's hard because you're making the choice between being the supportive spouse and or making decisions together as a family that are best for the family. Mm-hmm. And we don't know the full situation here, but it kind of seems like he is on a different page about what was best for the family. Mm -hmm. And he is already starting to see after 10 weeks that not only is he picking up more responsibilities at home with cooking dinner and taking care of the kids more and, you know, there being this less equal partnership there but her mood has changed and that Mm -hmm. does affect other people oh yeah and this commute is i'm sure costing them a lot of money they weren't paying before Mm -hmm. and so i think the communication of um weighing the pros and cons i don't think there was enough time spent there i agree and and i think that she wanted what she wanted because she wanted to move up in her career. And I feel that because I'm very much that person where very I'm like, much like career oriented. Yeah. Stuff, right. Yeah. It, but at the same time, like your career has an impact on the other people in your life and you got to find that balance and there's no balance happening. I really feel like she could, you know, stay in her job that she just accepted And they could still find solutions for both of them. Like maybe on the weekends they meal prep together as a family or something. Or, you know, maybe they get all the stuff ready for the kids the night before together. And maybe they do dishes together at night or something like that. Where they do stuff evenly. Yeah. And I think that it's a matter of how you reorient your life around this new normal because Mm -hmm. it's okay to change things up it's okay to change from working from home which can come with its own downfalls Mm -hmm. I've done that life and sometimes working in the same four walls can really take a toll on your mental health you never get out of your home if you have three kids you're never getting away from that and so like sometimes working in an office can be a bit of a respite from your home life. But at the same time, these new changes, like they definitely need more attention to how to make them work and create this new routine that doesn't completely disturb your quality of life. Mm -hmm. So I think, and I, I, I think the only thing I could see OP being an asshole for And I'm not saying that I fully believe he's an asshole. Maybe everybody sucks because of the communication. Because I feel like telling her, I hate your job, which she clearly loves that she's taking this step up in her career. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was the wrong way to handle it. I agree. So maybe more of a, and I've already saw everybody else said this too, and kind of an everyone sucks because... It's, again, a lack of communication Mm -hmm. and a lack of partnership working together to make this work. Yeah, you have to talk to each other in marriage. (laughs) Like, lay it all out there. Like, 
I know that my husband knows how I feel all the time <laughs> about everything. <laughs> <laughs> knows my every thought. But, like, I know his, too. We very much are on the same page about everything. Yeah. yeah. If I have any concerns or if he has concerns, we come back and forth to each other about it. And it works. So just the lack of communication here is hard. I don't well, really feel like the OP is necessarily an asshole here, though, besides, like, the way he stated things. like Yeah, I, I think it's just sometimes words come out of your mouth and you can't put those back in. Mm-hmm. And the way I love to describe this to children is I'm going to take this piece of paper. I'm going to take the back one that I haven't written on because this is my D&D character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to crumple it up. Nice ASMR for all (laughs) y'all. And now that's me saying something mean and hurtful. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to try to flatten it back out. And I'm going to, oh, and I ripped it. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to (laughs) say, I'm sorry, but did that make the paper go back to normal? Right. It helps. Like you could still use it, but it's damaged. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, once the words are out of your mouth, I hate your job. I hate what you're putting our family through or whatever he said in that moment. You can't take that back. And so now that's going to be in the back of her head. Yep, of like, he doesn't like, support my career. Exactly. He's not supporting my career. Right. So, OP, you just got to learn to communicate your feelings a little, better. a little better. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's see what some comments are saying here. You say you want to come up with solutions, but you don't suggest any actual solutions. Oh, they said, I did offer solutions, but a 3,000 character limit prevents me from including every single aspect of this. Some of my solutions were doing meal prep on weekends, so dinner time is easier, or possibly ordering meal kits. Those were things we agreed on, but others like me telling her she needs to find a way to be more present in our daily lives because me and the kids feel like we never see her or met with more hostility from her. Okay, I, so that's an update from OP. I imagine that she probably is feeling the misbalance of things. And I think it's probably adding to her stress level. And she is struggling with communicating with him because she feels attacked already. So mm-hmm. she's defensive. Yeah. Um. So the top comment here says... Everyone sucks here, which is kind of what we talked about. You two are talking past each other. That's a really good way to put it. Oh, yeah. You say you wanted to come up with solutions, but you don't suggest any actual solutions, which is what OP just responded to. Um, She was dismissive of your concerns and also didn't suggest any solutions. She's making more money, uses use that to outsource some of this stuff. As a general matter, I don't think it's fair to expect that over the course of a lifetime, your spouse's career will never require you to pick up the slack at home. Also a valid point. Mm -hmm. These things tend to shift. She handled more stuff while she was working from home. Now it's your turn. If it's unsustainable for you, then absolutely talk about solutions. But I hate it is not a solution. What a so great comment. Well like, that put. was so good. <laughs> so well put. I love you are talking past each other. That's such a good is, thing for everybody to keep in mind is right. that 
while you're communicating, you also have to actively listen to your spouse too and hear what they're really telling you. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you, and it's like that talking at each other and it's like meeting hostility with hostility. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're trying to get them to see your point and you're trying to be right more than you're trying to find a solution. Yes. Yes, they're trying to be right instead of finding solutions. That is so good. Yes. Mm -hmm. It sounds like, I mean, he did suggest solutions like we see here, but like. Yeah, and some of the same things you said, like meal prepping or mm -hmm. meal kits and stuff. And it sounds like OP's biggest thing is not necessarily that he has to pick up the slack, even though that's how he kind of made it seem at first. Um, More so like. She's not present in their lives. He misses his wife. He misses his <laughs> wife. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he, he misses that quality time. Their kids she... are probably missing that quality time. She leaves before they wake up. She goes to bed in early, so she's not getting that time after school. Like, mm -hmm. those little things start to add up really fast. That's how life was with my dad growing up. Mm -hmm. I felt like I never saw my dad. He worked seven days a week. He was gone before I woke up. He got home at 10 o'clock at night. And don't get me wrong, the dude was grinding. Mm -hmm. He, I mean, there was times where he was working three jobs to make sure that we had everything we needed. But you miss your dad at some point. He missed mm -hmm. my soccer games. He missed my choir concerts, whatever the hell it is. I spent so <laughs> many years with this stuff. And he got better as we went. And my little brother was lucky because he's six years younger. So, you know, he missed so much with me that he made more of an effort not to do that with my brother. And so like, he learned, but you don't get those times back. Right, because I very vividly remember how that stuff bothered you when we were growing up. And you definitely felt the differences then. So, like, the the poster's wife, you know, she has a 10-year-old, 8-year-old, and 6-year-old. Maybe she was there for stuff with the 10-year-old and 8-year-old. Mm -hmm. But then her 6-year-old isn't getting that stuff. And they're going to realize it. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just communicate, communicate, communicate. I think that the wife here will – she definitely deserves her career. And I love that she – is moving up and doing what she wants to do. But I do think that at some point she might have some regrets about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one more comment here that I was going to read real quick. Cause it's got a big red box around it, which means that, you know, it's got lots of awards and, and lots of support. It's got 4.2 K upvotes. So a pretty popular comment responding to OP's um, response to the first comment we read. It says, I get your point, but that's not a solution, only a complaint. Maybe something like have a fixed time for her to recover when she comes home and a fixed time to spend with family would be a better suggestion. Make some new family traditions, maybe even something silly, like a loving phrase you say to each other. I'm sure she doesn't want you and the kids to feel neglected. I'm sure she doesn't. Right. So if her reaction is negative, it's about the delivery. Very valid. This is your chance to find creative solutions. Who knows? Maybe you have a mandatory to a decree, decree, degree. Oh my God, <laughs> I cannot talk today. Cuddle time every day. And maybe your kids will remember that fondly forever. I understand you're frustrated with the situation, but this can either 
be a tough time in your family's relationship, or it can be the start of something new with potential for being an awesome thing. It's up to both of you what it ends up being. I really like this comment of finding new traditions for your family. Like, I think that's a really great way to go about things. And it's like that cliche, life is what you make it. Oh, yeah. As much as circumstances and, and stuff plays a role in our lives, we all have the ability to make our lives what we want to some degree. Mm-hmm. Like there are some things that may be out of our reach, but because um, I don't, I don't want to sit here and say anybody can be anything because we all have the same circumstances because that's not the, the truth. But anybody has the ability to turn a negative situation into something that can be positive. It's just how you approach it. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying that like you can't feel these negative things that are happening, right? right? Because like bad things do happen. You do have, you know, a negative thing that happens throughout your day. Right. But that's just one aspect. You can still have a good day beyond that. I mean, how many times does like my kid have a tantrum or something gets broken or mm-hmm. anything like little like that? Or I get into like a fight with like my spouse or something like that. And yeah, that thing, it might suck for a little bit. Right. But then it's like, Okay, that's not going to be my whole day, though. Right. I can't let that negatively impact my entire being. Right. I mean, it's like me. So (laughs) I was supposed to go to Montana at the end of October. I've been looking forward to this trip all year long. I've been talking about it nonstop. Mm -hmm. People are probably tired of hearing about it. (laughs) And um, my grandparents, they're farmers. Um, I help them every weekend at the farmer's market. But this year they sold their farm, which is nuts. They've been farming for over 50 years. My entire life, this is all I've ever known. And so this thought that they've sold their farm, I'm just, it doesn't feel real. Mm -hmm. Um, But they sold their farm. And they're doing an auction at the farmhouse. um, And that was supposed to be scheduled for mid-October. And it got pushed Mm -hmm. to during the time that my parents and I were supposed to go to Montana and my mom being, you know, a major part of, you know, being the executrix of their will and being their child in general, like (laughs) needs to, and wants to be here for this process. And so we had to make the decision to cancel this trip, which was a bummer because like, I've never been out west. Always wanted to go. Oh, yeah. Yellowstone's Same. on my bucket list. Like, I, I was so excited about this trip. But it's like, there are things about this that I can either wallow in that and be like, poor me. I don't get to do this thing that, you know, is really a luxury. It's not a necessity. Mm-hmm. Or I can look at the positives. The positives? <laughs> Finances. Y'all, like... I'm trying to untangle my life from my ex-husband right now and I can take the money that I've channeled into this trip and use it to get my freedom. <laughs> Truly though. And it's like, have you heard the thing about burnt toast? Like, no. That, like, okay. <laughs> so you're getting ready to leave and you're making toast for yourself, but then you burn it. So you have to remake it. Mm-hmm. But that like five minutes that it takes you to remake that toast, maybe that, saved you from being in a car accident or something like that. It's like the butterfly effect. Yeah. 
So like, you know, maybe this trip not happening is keeping you from something bad that could happen there or keeping you here for something really good. We talked about instead of, you know, you can't go on this trip now, we're going to have a Halloween party. Yeah. And spooky like, season is yeah. in full effect, y'all. And we're ready. We're yeah. always spooky. I am. We're <laughs> <laughs> spooky bitches year round. <laughs> and so, like, it, it is what you make it. I can wallow in self-pity about this trip, or I can look forward to our spooky party and spending more time at home with my friends. I now don't have to find somebody to keep my dog for a week, and she's still adjusting in my home because I've only had her for two months. And so that's probably best for her. Mm-hmm. And so there's just a lot of good things that I can look at and I can still take some vacation time and now it'll just be low key. Like maybe I'll take some time to relax because it's been a stressful event season. And oh yeah. You're on the go 24 <laughs> seven. Truly. <Like>, truly <laughs> always doing something, always have someone over, always going somewhere. And like, that's great because you didn't get that for several years. No. And so I understand that. I mean, I'm here every weekend. With you. <laughs> like... well, we went from not seeing each other for years because of, you know, the circumstances of, who, who I was with and then well, COVID the and, yeah, kind of and I lived in Florida for a couple of years. So it's like, we missed out on a lot of years together. Oh, yeah. I missed out on a lot of years of, you know, I always got to watch little Fox from afar, but now I get to watch her grow up close up. Yeah, and I get now, to like, be a part of her life. Yeah, and she loves that. She loves coming mm-hmm. here. Except for now, we have a new cat now. So she's obsessed <laughs> with our new kitten. And she's like, I don't want to leave the kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Karma is a cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, So, yeah, I mean. Back to the story. I know. <laughs> Our little tangents, you got to love them. But, hey. <laughs> If y'all are not into banter on a podcast, this is probably not the show for you because that's going to happen a lot. So We just have a lot to say, and the ADHD is real. Are you ready for it? (laughs) Also, we're huge Swifties. Yes, mother. (laughs) We really started out her birthday month well with surprise eras for our tickets. Oh, my God. It was... Guys, July was so lit. We had so much fun. <laughs> it was it was truly like the start of something beautiful with us. Like mm-hmm. July one got to go to friggin' Taylor Swift Eras tour. I didn't even know until an hour before the show. It was the time of my life. I made a new friend and I got to reunite with my bestie and we truly just like since then we've been we inseparable have, right we have really <laughs> built off of that and so then we got free tattoos and we got to a, we to a got comedy to go, show yeah we went to see matt matthews if you don't know matt matthews on tiktok and Look instagram oh he's so funny oh my god i cannot believe he just lost fluffy i literally I cried i sobbed. cried so hard oh it's, oh, it's like not even my chicken, but I felt like it was. Oh, I felt the loss. <laughs> oh, Matt. Matt, if you're listening to this, we love you. and We're so sorry for Fluffy. We hope you remember us. Oh, you we right. were front we, row at your comedy show. And we show, made you we a friendship you. bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> and we truly, it's truly, my little brother got me the tickets for my birthday. And we literally sat directly next to the stage truly the best seats in the house right we just made eye contact with matt all night long and he was like 
he heard a couple comments I made and like picked up on them on stage and like improved off of them. It, it was, was so amazing. Great. And then we got to meet him afterwards. We hugged him. We got to <laughs> hug him. He's so sweet, so adorable. His husband's adorable and sweet. And it was just the time of our lives. It really we, was. We did not stop laughing. So and that was my first comedy show. And like, I what a great first Mine comedy too. show. <laughs> so go follow Matt Matthews on TikTok. We need Instagram to get him everywhere. verified because TikTok has not verified him. Oh. And people keep stealing his content. And you I'm know. like, fuck you. I will not support those people. So. I see so many people with Time to get up and do farm chores. I'm like, no, mm, it's Matt. <laughs> I know. Back off, y'all. There's only one Matt Matthews in this world, and you yes. can't touch him. We love you, Matt. We do. <laughs> we hope that you see this one day. We <laughs> hope that this. you come back to our area again. Yes, come back to Cincinnati, please. We love you so much. All right. Well, <laughs> that was a hell of a tangent. Oh, yeah. Are we ready to? All right. So we determined. They said everyone sucks here, and kind of, yeah. Yeah, everyone sucks. Better communication. Communication is key. Don't tell your wife you hate her job. Be supportive, but also, like, wife, get some perspective. And with that, let's move on to our next story. Yeah, okay. All right, we have another Am I the Asshole? Am I the asshole for leaving the room and not asking what's wrong when my husband snapped at me? Mm. My husband... 34 male, and I, 32 female, got into a pretty nasty argument earlier today. We typically order delivery for Friday dinners, and I was helping him decide on a restaurant. To be fair, I wasn't exactly focused on the search for a restaurant because I was doing work stuff on my laptop, and I'm currently dieting, so I wasn't going to eat anyway. During the search, we found a local place, but I told him they were only available for pickup and not delivery. While focused on my laptop, I heard him say, do I want to go pick it up? as if he was debating on it. After some silence, I turned to him to ask if he decided on picking the food up, and he replies in an annoyed annoyed tone, you just said they were only available for pickup. I brushed it off, and we continued our search. He then decided on getting pizza, but became agitated when the Pizza Hut app said they weren't available in our area. I remembered that Pizza Hut was available on DoorDash, so I opened the app, gave him my phone for him to choose, and went back to my laptop. I heard him say, they don't have stuffed crust. And after a few minutes, he hands back my phone without adding anything to the cart. Confused, I asked him, so you decided not to get anything? To which he replied in a louder, exasperated tone, I just said they don't have stuffed crust. Mm -hmm. He even takes out his own phone to check DoorDash on his own. At that point, I was fed up and went to the bedroom because it felt like he was being short with me for no reason, and I didn't want things to escalate further. After a few minutes, he enters the bedroom and berates me for not considering the possibility that something was wrong with him, and maybe that's why he was being short with me. I asked, how am I supposed to know that something is wrong if you're not telling me? To which he replies that he always asks what's wrong when I'm upset and take it out on him. He said that I didn't even bother to ask what's wrong and that not everything is about me. I felt blindsided. I didn't have any idea that anything might have been wrong. Aside from him snapping at me over dinner options, nothing about his behavior all day indicated that there was a problem. I tried to apologize for not considering the possibility that something might be wrong with him and not immediately being concerned, but now he won't speak to me. After giving it some thought, maybe I was too focused on how he was talking to me and I should have picked up the fact that something was wrong. 
am I the asshole? So before the edit, yeah, see there's an edit. I think we need to talk about it before the edit, though. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, right now, I'm in the boat of everyone sucks, and here's why. Because, again, the theme of the day, maybe the theme's not trouble in paradise. Maybe the theme is just total lack of communication. Really? <laughs> because, like... There's just no communication happening here. First of all, if your husband is trying to engage in a conversation with you, you need to be present in the conversation. Mm -hmm. If you know that you're discussing dinner, whether you're going to eat or not because of the diet you're on, and I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I have feelings about her comments. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other conversation for another day. Maybe we'll do an episode on it. Right. (laughs) Diet diet culture, so toxic. Mm -hmm. Anyway, if you're not going to eat, that's one thing. But you don't even communicate that to him, first of all. Second of all... He's trying to have a conversation with you and you're just completely disregarding him. You're not present whatsoever. You're just like staring at your laptop. He's trying to talk to you. You keep saying you hear him saying things, but like you're not responding to him. And so I could I could see that getting very frustrating oh, very yeah. quickly for him and I, understanding why he would get short with you. I very much get annoyed when someone I'm speaking to someone and they just don't respond to right. me. Yeah. Right. And so, OP, you're totally in the wrong for not being present. However, if he's in a bad mood, something's bothering him, and he's short with you, it is his responsibility to express his feelings and have the wherewithal to let you know, hey, I'm having a rough day, I'm having these feelings, and like I really just need you to be present in available for me to talk about it and get it out because Mm -hmm. that's what you do as partners right and so like there's just this breakdown happening where you're not giving him the space to talk because you're not present in the conversation and he's not trying to talk about what's bothering him he's just taking it out in this other way of being frustrated about food options and and whatever else he's doing here so Everybody kind of sucks. Right. Because, like, she said she's working on her laptop. So if she's working, like, maybe now is not the time to talk about this. Like, maybe you wait until she's done working. But also, like, if you've both decided that, like, hey, we're going to talk about dinner options now, then you need to talk about dinner options now if you said that's what you're going to do. Right? Right. And so, like, if you're working and you're working on something that you cannot give him your attention, another thing with communication, tell him – Hey, I'm working right now and I don't have the bandwidth to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Can you give me 30 minutes to finish what I'm doing? And then you'll have my full attention. Right. Like, hey, I need this 30 minutes to focus on my work. Maybe grab some options and we can discuss it. Absolutely. And there's such a simple, simple solution to that. Mm -hmm. But it's like, and I used to see this in my marriage all the time. We always had these fights when it came to food because... You know, men always say, okay, I'm, I'm going to get on my soapbox ooh, for a minute. I know what you're going to say already. <laughs> okay, men always say that women never know what they want to eat. But the thing is, is they never bring any options themselves. Never. It's like never. this responsibility of the woman to make the decisions. And then their excuse is, 
Well, you're pickier oh, but than you're me. Picky. <laughs> it, I'll, I'll pick something and you're just going to be mad because you're not going to want that. But I'll eat anything and you won't. Right. Like, okay, but we're both eating. Like, right. And like, I, I really hate that stigma behind like women are so indecisive. They never know what they want to eat. Listen, nine times out of 10, I do, but I don't know what you want to eat. So why is it my responsibility to choose what we're both eating? And give me your input. If we're being honest, I asked because I could probably eat the same thing every day and right. be so content with it. Give me pizza every day. I'm cool. But if like, you're not feeling pizza, give me suggestions. Right. <laughs> back off the soapbox. Back to the story. I knew as soon as you said it, I was like, what you're going to say. It's on. The gloves are off. Okay, back to the story. Um, there is an edit to it. Oh, yeah. And it says, thanks for all the input. Now that we both had a chance to cool off, he apologized this morning for snapping at me and told me what's actually going on with him. Combination of work, supporting me through recent deaths in the family, dealing with his own family, and surprise, being hangry. <laughs> I feel that. My <laughs> husband is normally the level-headed one and wants to talk things out right away while I tend to bottle things up and struggle with communicating. So me walking out without a second thought really frustrated him on top of everything else. He acknowledged he shouldn't take out his frustrations on me like that. And I acknowledge I could be more considerate of his feelings. It's been a rough couple of months for both of us. And we're both human. I think that's a great edit. They like, talked about yeah. it. They came together, apologized. Both acknowledged they were wrong. Right. They really took the time to acknowledge like their own. This was healthy communication. Walls. Absolutely <laughs> it is. And the thing is, is like all of those factors can really put a strain on every simple thing in your life. Oh, yeah. If you have a death in your family, that can affect everything. Mm -hmm. If you're stressed at work, it can affect everything. And if you're feeling all these things, it can be hard to compartmentalize that with feeling frustrated at work but not bringing your frustrations from work home. Mm -hmm. And so I get that. We are all human and it happens. And I think a lot of us, I mean, I know that – my husband and I might do this too, is we are each other's like safe person, you Mm -hmm. know? So like we might take each other's like kind of worst feelings and like we talk about it and discuss it. But like sometimes like those things just come out and like we talk about it, everything's okay. But sometimes it just doesn't come out the best way, especially if you're hangry like he was. The hanger is real. Oh yeah. And well, it's the same thing. They say the same thing with kids. Kids act out the most with the people they're most comfortable with. Who is that? Typically their parents. parents. Mm -hmm. So they might go to school or daycare or a friend's house and be perfectly well behaved because that's the expectation. They're not comfortable enough to be that vulnerable Mm -hmm. with those people, but they come home and they have all these feelings that they don't know how to express. And so it just comes out in whatever way it is, whether it's a temper tantrum or it's, you know, being irrationally angry about something or crying for no reason and it's because they feel comfortable enough to let that out they know they're safe with you exactly <laughs> boogie came to market today and she was just mad about everything <laughs> today she was so pissed that taylor and Haley wouldn't let her run down the hill into moving traffic <laughs> You know, gods forbid that they let her get hit by a car, right? <laughs> How dare they? Is so she literally they for some unknown reason put her in a white 
jumper. <laughs> was one and a I half year old child. I don't know why they make white kids clothes because I they get stained know. instantly. <laughs> so what does this child do? Full on like her Aunt Katie. <laughs> throws herself onto the pavement, rolling around, screaming. She's oh. one and a half, y'all. You'd swear she was 15. <laughs> and, and because they won't let her run into traffic. So one of the other vendors distracts her <laughs> and gives her this little bitty pumpkin. And she's real happy with this little pumpkin. That's she, so cute. Oh and my she, gosh. Well, hold on. Oh no. <laughs> so she takes this pumpkin. Oh gosh. And she runs over, she throws it down the hill, it rolls into oncoming traffic, and she gets pissed again because they won't let her run after Oh, no. (laughs) So she is just screaming her head off. Nobody can tell her otherwise. Uh, She wanted to come to me, and then the minute that I took her, she was like, because I wouldn't put her down and let her run into traffic, she was like, nope, I hate you now. Like (laughs) She was a whole mood today, so the terrible twos are coming early. Listen, Little Fox was very much the same way when she was small. Mm. And that's why she was a leash kid. Like, she would run off from me, but I still wanted her to have the freedom to safely walk around. (laughs) Haley literally (laughs) said, oh, I should have brought your leash. I was like, too bad I don't have sages in the car. (laughs) I know people hate on the leashes for kids so much, but, like, I am a huge advocate, supporter, whatever, for leashes for children because – I like that kids can get down and explore and walk freely, but safely where they're not going to get yeah. hurt or taken from you or whatever, because those are real things you have to think about. I mean, RIP Harambe. Like. Right. For real, for real. <laughs> yeah. And FYI, Little Fox is her daughter. Boogie is my niece. You'll probably hear about them a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're keeping their names private for us. Right. Like, for safety reasons, yeah. but, you know, they're very much a part of who we are in our daily lives. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was a great edit. Um, do we have any good comments here? All right. Let me get this straight. He became angry with you for not helping him enough with choosing his own dinner or and or reading his mind. He is a grown-ass man acting like this. Hard not the asshole. Hard. Wow, this guy needs <laughs> to man the fuck up. My thing is, though, this person is assuming, because they didn't tell us in the story that, like, she said, to be fair, I wasn't exactly focused on the search because I was doing work stuff, and I'm currently dieting, so I wasn't going to eat anyway. She doesn't say whether or not she communicated with him that she wasn't going to eat, because it seemed to me in the conversation, like, he was thinking they're both thinking of food eating. for both of them, because yeah. he was asking, like, what do you what want? do you want yeah so there just wasn't the communication in that moment but yeah. it seems like again in that edit they came together and talked about it and it was fine right yeah i don't i don't know that i would just straight up say like oh he's a grown-ass man acting like this like yeah he is but at the same time like, but like we all have like shitty moments kind of right, right. like it's part of being a person you're like, gonna, right, like, you're gonna have bad feelings and take it out on people sometimes. And right. like, is it healthy always? No, but no. like, it happens. And again, it's just like you're human. Listen, when I'm hangry, I act like this. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it used to be a big thing with me and my ex. Like, I would get hangry, and he would ask me what I wanted to eat, and I would just be like, 
fucking care just pick something mm-hmm. or like i don't know but I, I didn't always give a rational response because you're and, hangry and you're like, right right and people weren't like you're a grown-ass woman why are you acting like that right. so it's like i don't think it's fair to just straight up say like oh he's a grown-ass man acting like this like we kind of all do it yeah and so yeah. it's it's really easy to like get on the internet get behind a screen name and be like you know, whatever, kind of attack people almost. But like, we are all people. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes communicating. And they really came together and talked about it. And I feel like worked it out effectively. Yeah. And like I said, I think that it's coming from both ends here. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's one over the other. I don't necessarily believe not the asshole because I think they both could have communicated more effectively. All right. And tried to make himself look like the nice guy because he's all he always asks her what is wrong when she's upset and essentially blamed her that she lashes out on him while she is upset because something unrelated to him. I mean, maybe that wasn't like the greatest thing to do, but like I just It's just a breakdown of communication. I think he like had that, hey, I do this for you. Can you please do this for me? Like, yeah, there's a lot of people saying not the asshole and pointing to his passive aggressive behavior, which again, I mean, that's what we said, like passive aggressive is not the right way to handle it. Mm -hmm. But I do still stand by what I said with like not being fully present in the conversation. Right. Um, Because most people are saying not the asshole. That seems to be the overall judgment here. I'm saying everybody sucks. (laughs) And I'm a Leo, so I'm always right. (laughs) such a leo thing to say <laughs> like <laughs> you don't know what wrong. i love my leos i have a collection of them if celeste was here she'd back me up <laughs> we have to have her come <laughs> like... i cannot wait for her to come on an episode for real <laughs> celeste we know you're listening we love you so much <laughs> <laughs> not the asshole he's throwing a hunger tantrum sounds like a child damn <laughs> yeah but aren't we all when we're hangry i like, mean i've probably had a hunger tantrum a time or two <laughs> honestly have these people never been hangry before don't sit here and tell me you haven't right. been hangry before we have all made the mistake of going too long without eating right. and then getting irrationally angry because we are hungry this <laughs> This is okay this comment right here i hate when people just throw around the term abuse because i've been through abuse and like that didn't sound abusive to me no especially (laughs) after the edit it says not the asshole he seems borderline abusive and absolutely insufferable to be around come on man like that's a lot (laughs) and they both had stuff going on in their families and work and like and i just a uh compilation of things right kind of just made that little instance like kind of shitty girl and you know me it is not often that i give a man the benefit of the doubt right same (laughs) same but like in this case like i can see both sides i agree i i'm really and after reading the edit like him coming and apologizing for it. Yeah. It, it, I he think really acknowledged that, like, yeah. hey, I kind of messed up here. Let's talk about it. And I think like, that's important. There's so many people who don't do that in their relationships. Yes. So. And we see that all the time with people where they just don't. Right. Yeah. 
All right, well, Reddit, I don't know that you necessarily nailed it on this one, but um, OP, I'm glad you guys got to work it out and and get the communication stronger. I hope that you continue that. All right, are we ready to move on? All right, we have time for one more story. The last one, and we'll try to get through this quickly because we're definitely getting up there on our time. So this one is coming again from the r slash am I the asshole subreddit. And it says, am I the asshole for not allowing my husband to fall asleep with the TV on? Last night, I got into a big fight with my husband because when we went to sleep, he wanted the TV on. He claims he can't fall asleep without the TV on, but I can't fall asleep unless I'm in a dark room. Sleeping with the TV on is bad for your sleep quality and health. It's a bad habit that irks me, and it prevents me from falling asleep. He thinks I should just patiently wait to go to sleep until he falls asleep so that he can fall asleep with the TV on. I think this is a ridiculous ask and really selfish. I think he needs to break this bad habit and not expect me to go to sleep over it. He claims because I didn't let him fall asleep with the TV on last night, he couldn't get good sleep at all and missed his workout in the morning because his sleep was so terrible. He says he gets a lot less sleep than me and that he needs to get up a lot earlier than me and commute long hours when I don't, so his sleep should be prioritized. I work from home and get up much later, but am I the asshole for not letting him fall asleep with the TV on? So I have big feelings about this because I'm a person that sleeps with the TV on, (laughs) but like, I know why I do it and it's because of the ADHD. I know completely why when... Derek and I first got together, he was very much like he wanted the silence in the dark. Mm -hmm. And for years, we were like that. And like, I could not sleep because of like, the silence. Mm -hmm. So like, I totally understand where he's coming from. But I don't feel like he should be like, well, my sleep's more important than your sleep. Like you're both of you getting sleep is important. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, if you can't come together on this, maybe you do need to, like, sleep in separate rooms because you both mm-hmm. need to get sleep. And if, you know, your partner can't sleep with the sound on, you need to respect that. Yeah. With my ex. <laughs> Everything <laughs> comes back to him. <sighs> he had seizures. And one of the triggers for his seizures was um, a lack of sleep. Ironically, he also had insomnia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, we really did prioritize his sleep as much as possible. But here's the thing. I didn't have a f- problem falling asleep like he did. And sometimes sometimes I have issues. I go through these cycles where like sometimes I have a, f- a hard time falling asleep. Sometimes I have a hard time staying asleep, which has kind of been the case lately. But a lot of times I would be able to sleep and I'd have no problem falling asleep and he'd be up all night tossing and turning. Mm -hmm. And so he got in this habit of when I fell asleep, but he couldn't sleep, he would find all these reasons to wake me back up. Or he would actively like flop around in bed and like start fights in the middle of the night because I was sleeping and he wasn't. And so it's kind of that concept of misery loves company where Mm -hmm. if he couldn't sleep, nobody was sleeping. 
I feel like that's a whole different thing from this. Oh my it god. It is, that's... but that's why I say this is triggering when he says so his sleep should be prioritized because it's more yeah. important for him to sleep. I went through that where like inevitably he would do this before I had like an event or an important meeting or I had to be up really early where like he'd start a fight in the middle of the night so that I got no sleep. I'd be falling asleep at 5 a.m. have to get up at 6. But I digress. That's why that was very triggering for I'm me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> now like... y'all know why I'm not married anymore. But <laughs> but moving back to this post, it's tough because, you know, you both have different needs for sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that it is perfectly normal for people if they need to sleep in separate rooms, that's fine. It doesn't mean that you can't come together for intimacy or time, quality time together mm-hmm. in other ways or, or whatever. Um, and maybe this is a matter of maybe he needs to kind of retrain himself with sleeping. Mm-hmm. Or like for me, like I really have to have the sound. So maybe sometimes like if it's too much for like my partner, mm-hmm. I have headphones on and like the lights on my phone or something just so I have that sound where it's not bothering him. Yeah. Or likewise, you know, earplugs and a sleep mask. Mm-hmm. If she's if she's comfortable. Some people, I don't know that I could sleep with a mask on my face. I think that'd be more of a sensory thing for me mm-hmm. personally. Um, because of my... Sage, will you lay still? Sage is the <laughs> puppy, and we love her, but she's loud. She, she can be. <laughs> she's she's a little antsy right now, but yeah, I mean, it could be a matter of retraining. Um, it could be a matter of just adjusting. You know, maybe each of you makes a sacrifice. Maybe you sleep with a mask on, but he starts to learn how to sleep in a quiet room, a dark room, mm-hmm. or maybe he shifts his thing to watching videos on his phone. Mm-hmm with headphones in because you know maybe that sound is too loud for me like I am very respectful that like I stay home my husband goes to work like I need to prioritize not that you know me not getting sleep is less important again you're a mother you need your sleep right (laughs) but like he has to go out and work Mm -hmm. and he can't be tired at his job you know right but in this situation they're both sleep they both work so they both need to get their rest but I digress from that um there are ways to go about that because I really am an advocate for like, you need to do what you do need to do to rest. Because like, as I've learned with like mine and my husband's like neurodivergence, like we have different needs and maybe somebody who's neurotypical will yeah. need. And so like, they just need to come together and like find solutions that work for both of them. Right. Yeah. And so I'm going to go off first and say, I don't think OP is an asshole personally. I mean, I, I understand where they're coming from um i feel like the husband in this one his response that his sleep is it needs needs to be prioritized prioritized. that's an asshole thing to think yeah i i really don't think that the husband is coming i think he's coming from a selfish point of view yes i think that they are i i think op is correct in saying i think this is a ridiculous ask and really selfish because like Who knows how long he's going to be watching TV and how long it'll take for him to fall asleep. And then, you know, she has to wait until he falls asleep and then she's allowed to turn the TV off and fall asleep. Like, no. Yeah. So I I think that he is coming from a really selfish um, perspective here. Sage? (laughs) Girly. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. You might just have to deal with some squeaking. <laughs> there are some edits, and the second one says, thanks for all your replies. Very insightful. He's agreed to wear sleep headphones. Thanks to the person who suggested it. I hadn't seen those before. To everyone asking how we didn't know this before getting married, we've always had different sleep schedules. We've actually been married 15 years, and this has only recently become a problem. Wow. That's wild. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. But I'm glad they came to find a solution. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we missed the first edit, too. It just says I suggested many times sleeping in separate rooms due to snoring, and he's adamantly against it. I can understand that because, like, I I like to sleep sleep with my my husband. Right, (laughs) right. I don't have a partner currently, but, like... There's that comfort of sleeping next to your partner. Yeah, There's just a comfort that comes from when you're together with somebody for so long. You know, I was with my ex for almost seven years. And when he was gone, I did not sleep. Mm-hmm. For for months, I did not get good sleep because for six and a half, seven years, I had this person next to me right. every night. Mm-hmm. And so it's really a tough adjustment to sleep away from your partner. Oh, and yeah. now I sleep like a baby now for multiple reasons, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it took, it did, it took me months and you know, it takes a toll on your mental health when you're not getting quality sleep. I mean, the depression, the anxiety, mm-hmm. my work was suffering because I couldn't separate my feelings when I went into the office. And so it really takes a toll in many ways when you're not getting quality sleep. And I think it's worth finding those compromises so that you're both getting what you need. I mean, like my husband, before he found out he had sleep apnea, I mean, he was just miserably tired all the time because like, and I was tired because like he would stop breathing at night. Right. And And I was like shaking him up to get awake. I was like, you had to be wake up. Well, and with, with, my ex, we won't say his name because it's like Voldemort. We <laughs> 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 don't want him to show up. Um, with him, like for for years, I was a really light sleeper mm-hmm. because he used to have seizures in his sleep, mm-hmm. and so I felt this duty to be able to wake up in case he needed me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that takes a toll too, oh, and, yeah. I, and, it, and that part's not his fault. Well, that's part of, like, when you love somebody and care about them, you want to take care of them. And, like, I mean, with seizures, you have to worry about a lot of things. The times that he fell out of bed and hit his head and, like... I can't imagine the stress and worry. Right. And that was something that I went into our relationship knowing that not only was he my partner and I was his partner, but... There was this added duty of I'm taking on this role as his caretaker Mm -hmm. at times too. And he really needed that from me. And that's okay. I willingly took that on. So I would never, of all of the things, now Rogue's going to add some noise to it. (laughs) My cat's over here taking a bath and shaking her collar everywhere. Um, But like, of all of the things I can blame him for, that's the one that I can say like, that was that wasn't it. the right. yeah that wasn't the biggest burden on our relationship <laughs> right and that's fair like he can't help that that's something no, that like no he was born with like no. and i agreed when we went into that relationship that i was okay with you know taking on that extra responsibility mm-hmm. that part i didn't mind but it's like you can't sleep okay but 
I work full time. I work very hard. I get up in the morning very early. If I'm asleep, let me sleep. And you should care enough about me to want that for me. Right. Well, in your situation specifically, you were the primary breadwinner for ever (laughs) the whole time (laughs) so like not that his sleep wasn't important again because of you know his seizures and whatnot but like you have to have rest to work and provide yeah to keep a roof over your head and like mental health i'm telling you mental health was a big thing for me and my mental health was always in a lot worse position when i was not rested Mm -hmm. and so there's just like this i mean at some point you have to care enough about your partner to come up with a solution. The yes. solution shouldn't be, if I can't sleep, you're not going to sleep. Oh, no, no. It should be, what can we both do so we're to both... be comfortable? Yes. You know, yes. you can rest, but how can I, you know, how can you help me come up with a solution for me to be able to get rest mm-hmm. too? And I think that it sounds like that's the conclusion they came to based on their edit. Yeah, with the sleep headphones. Like, I'm glad they found a solution that's going to work for them. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, it looks like, are saying not the asshole. I agree. I don't think she's an asshole for not wanting the sleep with the TV on. I think that there was just another solution. Yes. Um, Not the asshole. You just have incompatible sleep habits. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Find a workaround or have separate bedrooms. Um, I don't know why it's taboo for married couples to sometimes sleep in a different room. You know, we had a mutual friend growing up whose parents slept in different bedrooms. And I remember thinking that was so weird when I was a kid. But, like, looking back on it now, I'm like, that is perfectly fine that they had that. Like, they probably needed that for whatever reason. We we weren't entitled to know that we were children. But, like. I have absolutely no idea who you're talking about, though. (laughs) I will tell you. You can tell me offline. (laughs) I'm looking at you and I'm thinking back through our friends and I'm like, who the fuck? (laughs) Tell me later. Um, My grandma did this with her second husband. Their bedrooms were on opposite sides of the the house. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like they slept in separate bedrooms. It never had like a, a, it was never a burden on their relationship. No. And sometimes you, it's good to have your own space too. I mean, like, Girl, you know. Uh, my, my mom's neighbor, <laughs> they have separate bedrooms. Okay. And, like, it's just because they sleep differently. Like, all kinds of I mean, there's a multitude of reasons. But, like, it's not weird. They can still be intimate when they want to be intimate. They can still come together. Yeah. Like, just because you might need to sleep separately doesn't mean you can't have a very good relationship. Right. And then you get to change it up a little about how you're going to be intimate. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it's not always places, the same bed. Like... <laughs> right. Your place or mine. You want to do it in the kitchen, on the couch. You and can like, have some shower set. <laughs> there's some fun in like, hey, I have my own space that I can decorate how yeah, I want. Yeah. Or whatever. Because like, I feel like oftentimes spouses don't always have like the same no. aesthetic, right? Or in... in when you combine everything and you have a house, there's like this the stereotype around man caves or but you never hear about woman caves. It's oh like, no. A woman's place is in the kitchen. Oh. And the God. closest that we've ever gotten is like the she shed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why does my space have to be outside of our home? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a nice way for you each to have a space that's your own without it like being a debate. Mm -hmm. of what gets to be your space like this is something that like 
my husband and I have talked about with like fixing our basement up and like creating a space where I can have a lot of my stuff and like where I can craft and mm-hmm. whatnot. And he also wants to like make our garage a space where he can like do woodworking and maybe the front of it is like a little hangout spot for yeah. like when our daughter gets older or for us when it's like cold out or something and we he wants right. to like smoke a cigarette or something, you know? Yeah. And I love that because it's like you each have an idea of something that fits your needs. Mm-hmm. Like in my last townhouse, we had a second bedroom. We There was a lot of fighting about what that was going to be used for. I had a really valid reason to use that space for myself. Mm-hmm. I worked from home half the time. I was running a small shop. That's right. You were. I was. And I had like all these uses for it. And he didn't really have that need. Mm-hmm. But there was always this fighting of why do you get a special space and I don't? And it's like, I don't really know how to answer that. I just have a need that needs to be met. Do you have a need that needs to be met? And eventually he put like an exercise bike in there and he could do his cardio in there, which mm-hmm. was fine. I, it wasn't like I was like, this is my room. You can't but have it. But maybe you both could have utilized that space too. Like maybe you had like a desk that like spanned the walls or something where you could work and he had his stuff or whatever. But like you definitely had a need with working from home. Right. And if he had had a job where he was working from home. <laughs> Sorry. Or, or at all. <laughs> um, Shit, man, we were just shots fired everywhere. I just know that he's probably going to listen to this. And just, I know he doesn't like me already. <laughs> I'm going to be getting 17 calls and I'm just ignore, ignore, ignore. Um, but, like, if he had had a need for that, we would have set up a desk for him in there. Right. It wasn't like I was trying to be selfish. I just had a need and we had a space that could fulfill mm-hmm. that need. It doesn't have to be this me versus you thing. No, it can very much be something that where you come together. Right. So all of that to say, sometimes it is ha- a nice to have a space that is just your own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see like on TikTok all the time where couples have separate bedrooms. And yeah. it's like, we have our own stuff. We like, we want to keep it. I like my bed. He likes his bed or she likes her bed or whatever. And that's great. I think if that's what works for you, I love that. And I support that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I mean, and, no. and they say you know, often you get better quality sleep mm-hmm. because you don't have somebody else disturbing your sleep. But all of that to say, back to this, um, I agree with them saying, I don't know why it's so taboo for married couples sometimes to sleep in different rooms. Right. It shouldn't be. It should not be at all. I think whatever works for you to have a healthy marriage where you're communicating with your partner, yeah. if that's a different bedrooms, if it's the same bedroom, whatever that is that works, if it's healthy and you both agree and consent to it, I'm all for it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we should probably wrap it up. We've we've had a lot to say this episode, but (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I hope you guys have really enjoyed all of these stories. Um, With that being said, go find us. We're on a bunch of social media platforms. We have a TikTok. We have a YouTube. Hopefully we'll eventually get some content up on that. All Um, those links will be in our bio for you to find. Yeah. Yeah. Sage found another squeaky toy. (laughs) Um, uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, 
follow TikTok, us everywhere. Right. <laughs> follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Please like, subscribe. That all helps us out. We are going to um, have a Patreon account. So if you like what you hear and you want more content, go there. We're going to be putting some bonus content up on that pretty regularly. Yes. And you help support our podcast. And, um, and if you can't do that, every like and share means the world to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but we look forward to the next episode and we can't wait to do more of this and get to know you guys and what content you want to hear. So if there's anything that you're really interested in, please let us know in the comments. And if you have suggestions for a brew of the day, we are open to trying new things. So with that being said, until next time, this has been brew of a kind. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye.